Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. It's episode 534 for comics releasing October 16th. And since you're listening to me, you know Kyle's out. He's MIA. He's camping, vacationing, living his gallivanting lifestyle all across the globe. Um, Aren't we jealous? Uh, But anyway, the show must go on. And in the past, I've done solo shows. And... They've not been great, so I have abandoned them for a while. And then, you know, as I listen to someone like Mike um, Weekly Reads, he crushes it week in, week out. So I'm, like, inspired by this. So I'm, I'm like, oh, how can I, maybe I can do a little better job. Maybe I can try to do a solo show and not be a dumpster fire. So going to change some of the things so uh, with without Kyle here you know and less back and forth so I just kind of have to like hit things say my piece and move on maybe that's the, the key um, or I you know, Kyle completes me and that's the only way I can get through these is, is with him so it, it, it's a toss-up well, well you be the judge and um, we'll find out we'll find out just how if there's any hope for me at all, um, can I ever do a, a solo show or must I always have co-hosts because I am garbage by myself? I don't know. We'll find out soon. <laughs> Let's kick right into some feedback. And first, it's Glenn who wants to know how many issues of a comic we will read before we drop the book. Uh, this has changed for me over time. Uh, I used to be very... Uh, patient and I would give comics a full trade worth of comics so I would give them six five or six issues and then I'd make my decision and you know eh, it's not for me or it's it's okay but it's not great um, it's good but uh, I don't need to be reading it or it's something I want to keep on my pull list forever now uh it's one, <laughs> and uh, I just assume that because I used to worry like, like, oh well, what if it gets better? I'll miss out, uh, fear of missing out, you know, the old FOMO. And I don't care anymore. There's so many comics uh, that are available to be to be read that <clears throat> if one s- comes out of the gate sluggish. One comes out and uh, is off for whatever reason, not my sensibility or just boring or doesn't do anything, doesn't move the needle at all. And it's one of those written for the trade things that is too decompressed for me. Um, I bounce. I'm done. And if I hear about it later, like, man, you missed out. That was great, Uh, which I've done. You know, Deadly Class is one of those that, you know, didn't like the first issue very much. But when I went back after watching the show and realized I was wrong, it was great. So I I admit my mistakes and go back, but in the heat of the moment, I I have to, I evaluate. I know I don't like something right away. And if I don't like something right away, I have no problem quitting it. Now, that's not to say I don't read a comic that's average and stick with it because I've done that. 
Like, eh, it wasn't good, it wasn't bad. It was just okay. But there's something about either the art or the writing or the character or something that makes me want to keep reading. And maybe I'll do another or another and then drop. Um, but, you know, I can easily drop a book after one or halfway through one. I don't even need to finish it sometimes, uh, which is probably travesty to some folks. But, yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's changed over time, but now I have a much shorter leash. And uh, there's always another train coming, man. There's thousands of books each month to choose from. I can't read them all. Uh, let's see. Timothy Bach had asked over on the Internet for uh, favorite podcast recommendations. And our good friend Dwayne uh, at Dulascar recommended us. Even though he's not a fan of speculation, he really likes our podcast and thinks it's fun. Thank you, Dwayne. I uh, appreciate you sh- giving us a shout-out of all the podcasts you could have recommended. You recommended ours. Um, that's pretty cool, and we, we thank you for that. Um, Terry asks, with the Joker movie blowing up and setting box office records, who is the next villain that should get their own movie? Well, the Joker is hes kind of a singular person. I don't know that anyone could repeat that kind of perfect storm of auteur, director, and critical acclaim and and public uh, box office and all that stuff. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, aren't all of them going to eventually get their own movie? I mean, comic book movies continue to make piles and piles of money, so... I would imagine they'll go through every rogues gallery everywhere and give them some screen time. Whether they get their own movie or not, I don't know. Uh, who's who's a great villain? I, I guess Lex Luthor maybe could could get could get his own. Um, that that might be fun. We have seen him a lot on the small screen though, so maybe we've seen enough Lex. Um, I didn't, wouldn't want to do another. Batman villain, but you know, the Riddler's pretty good. That would be a fun one. Um, Penguin. That's another good one. Yeah, there's tons. So just let's, let's just line them up, man. Let's line them up and knock them down and do as many as we can. Um, they'd all be pretty fun. Our good friend Eric has sent us the FOC. Felt bad about uh, not making any selections. So this time he's he's included six for our perusing pleasure. Uh, again, FOC is Final Order Cutoff. These are comics that uh, are releasing in three weeks or so. You have one last chance to add them to your order. Or if you think you made a mistake, you can remove them from your order. Little known fun fact. So if it's on the FOC, you can increase or decrease your order. And uh, these will all be due, these orders will be due uh, noon on Monday. Now, if you're not already an FOC receiver, uh, we'll have a link in the show notes where you can uh, sign up. It's good stuff. So what has Eric selected this month, or this week for us? He selected 
Green Lantern Black Stars, number one of three, is a, a Grant Morrison written book with Liam Sharp doing the cover, and it's two bucks with his discount. So pretty sweet uh, there. Normally a $4 book. We've got Dead Eyes, number two, uh, Jerry Dugan uh, and John McRae cover. This is uh, two thirty nine with his discount, or four bucks normally. Now, Dead Eyes, of course, is uh, a reissue of Dead Rabbit, uh, the Jerry Duggan book that got yanked because of copyright infringement. Now, uh, this one, I think, is still material that was already released as Dead Rabbit. So the next issue, uh, Dead Eyes 3, I think... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, will be the first new material of the series that you haven't already read if you were reading Dead Rabbit. Um, so it's good to see this back. I, I think it's smart for them to reissue from the beginning and not just change the title uh, halfway through and, and assume that we'll put two and two together. I think it's smart to just reissue it like Dead Rabbit never happened. And good for those of us who have Dead Rabbit originally it'll always be uh scarce um so good call there he's also selected ghost rider number one the second printing of such uh written by ed brisson with a cover by aaron cooter uh this is a 2.99 book with the discount normally normally four bucks uh he's also selected legion of superheroes number one uh, brian michael bendis doing the writing and ryan sook on art uh, $2 book with his discount and a three ninety nine dollars uh, normal price. People have been clamoring, clamoring for Legion of Superheroes. I tried to read some of the Millennium 1-2 shot thing that was out. and Yeah, it was one of those, as I was saying earlier, easy to drop right away. Not for me. So people love this stuff. I don't get it. You know, maybe uh, it'll it'll be fantastic. It is Brian Michael Bendis. I should like it, um, but I don't so far. He's also selected Spawn Three Hundred. Uh, this is the third printing of Spawn Three Hundred. Uh, this is an uh, ASM Three Hundred homage cover, and get another one. Um, and this is Todd doing the cover, and it's uh, an eight dollar book normally. Uh, with discount, it's four ninety nine. His final selection is X Force number one, DX. Uh, this is Ben Percy doing the writing, Josh Kassara doing the internal artwork, and Dustin Weaver doing the cover. Normally a five dollar book, he'll give it to you for two dollars and fifty cents. Um, nice cover there, and. Uh, one of the little departures we're going to do with the solo show is, since I don't have Kyle to bounce ideas off of, we're going to let Eric's selections stand as the FOC recommendations. And I'm not going to look through the spreadsheet for my own uh, with all that dead air and clickety-click. Uh, so I think that's the way to go. Uh, Cover Price has released their top ten. Um... And these are comics that came out uh, this just this, this week, Wednesday. 
uh, or they've checked the hot sales. I'm sorry, the, these are the sales for this week that they've that they've measured. And topping the list is uh, the New York Comic Con variant of Spawn 300. It's a gold variant. Um, Thirteen of them sold uh, an average of about four hundred dollars a piece. Um, uh, the it's it's very hard to get New York Comic Con variant, um, and 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 as such, it's uh, blowing up. Number two is the Absolute Carnage Immortal Hulk number one, the Codex variant. Uh, this is a Hulk Venom hybrid ratio cover, and uh, seventy three of them sold for an average around sixty five bucks. Uh, the first issue of DMZ uh, is selling. Uh, this is the old Brian Wood comic from Vertigo. Uh, HBO has ordered a pilot for this, and uh, about 26 of them sold. Uh, you get a raw copy for about 17 bucks, and if you got a 9.8 graded, uh, they're selling for about 131. Spectacular Spider-Man number one from way back in the day. Sold 20 copies this week, uh, and the average copy sold for around $45. Then we get interesting stuff here. Moon Knight 14, the direct edition. It's without the little barcode on it, by the way. Uh, Sold 10 this week, almost $20 a piece. Why, you ask? It's the first appearance of Stained Glass Scarlet. Um... This comic, issue 14, has been in many a quarter bin, 50 cent bin, dollar bin in my lifetime. I'm, I, I'm the world's biggest Moon Knight fan. Well, maybe not the world's biggest, but I'm a fan of Moon Knight and buy a lot of them. And uh, I would pass this, this up because I had so many copies. I would just stop. Like, I don't need another copy of this one because it was in... Uh, plentiful supply. So uh, go digging. You'll find that one. And find yourself a $20 bill. Doctor Strange number 381, the Mike Del Mundo variant, sold 18 copies this week uh, for an average of around double cover. Uh, we also have Moon Knight 14, the newsstand variant. So that's even more. So if it's got a barcode on it, of course, close to 30. So go to dig and look for that. Um, X-Factor 15. 21 copies sold this week. Double cover. Average. It's the first appearance of the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Uh, we have Eternals number two. The first appearance of Ajax and Celestials. Uh, selling for about 50 bucks a piece. Uh, so um, I think you could have got this pretty cheap at one point but get out there and see if there's still some floating around. Uh, House of X, number five, the J. Scott Campbell, New York City Comic-Con variant, 18 copies for 40 bucks. There's only 3,000 of these in existence. There's some good stuff there to check out. Um, yeah, so hot stuff. Always check out uh, Comics Heating Up or, the, or CoverPrice.com. Either one, they both are great resources uh, for some of this stuff. All right, so let's take a look at new releases.
Marvel Comics coming out this Wednesday, October 16th. And this is another place where I thought I'd change things up a little bit instead of um, slogging through the list. Um, just pick a few contenders for pick of the week um, as we go through and not um, comment on everything. So uh, let's take a look at Marked number one. This is an image comic uh, written by David Hine and Brian Haberlin. Uh, art by Brian Haberlin and Jared Van Dyke. It's double-sized, one price. Um, it's about magic being channeled through tattoos. Uh, the marked look like cool young influencers, but beneath the designer clothes, their bodies are tattooed with the magical glyphs of an ancient order that secretly protects the world against evil forces. So, this comes out October 16. It's $3.99. And is a contender for pick of the week, but is not going to get it. Uh, seems interesting. I'll definitely, I'll definitely check it out and read it. Uh, but it's not my pick of the week. Let me slide down to DC, and it's Metal Men number one, uh, written by Dan Didio, with art by Michelle Delecki, um, art and a cover by Shane Davis. Uh, the Metal Men, they're back and back and back again as we take a deep look into Doc Magnus's lab as he experiments with what it means to be sentient. Meanwhile, a mysterious liquid nth metal has appeared in the science site at Challenger's Mountain that appears to have come through the dark from the dark multiverse. Another three ninety nine comic. Uh, I enjoyed the last Metal Men appearance that I saw back in the pre... Was it pre-convergence or post-convergence? It was like a two-issue series, I think. It was pretty good. And I thought that would be cool to... to They should get their own series for a little while, see what happens. And lo and behold, years and years later, they have done so. Um, not super thrilled about the nth metal. Uh, I'm going to get jammed in there, but whatever. Um, this... Is interesting. I'm definitely going to check it out. Not the pick of the week. So down at Marvel, we have X-Men number one, the art germ variant, written by Jonathan Hickman, um, Laniel Francis Yu doing the interior art, and art germ doing the cover. Pretty cover. Uh, this is the dawn of X. The X-Men find themselves in a whole new world of possibilities. Things have never been better. Um, so we'll see. Uh, yet another X-Men reboot. Um, ah, having not read Powers of X and House of X, I hope I, I understand what's going on and what the status quo is. Because um, I'm planning on sampling this. Um, but it is not the pick of the week. Uh, we have... Uh, let's see. Robotech Remix number one from Titan Comics. This is written by Brendan Fletcher with art by Elmer Damasco and a cover by Carl Kershaw. Uh, Robotech was kind of a cool anime series that I used to dig way back in the day. Um, and I, I do want to sample this and see if it captures any of that old magic for me. 
I know they've tried it multiple times. Um, it's Robotech being reborn from the ashes of Event Horizon, which I didn't read, so hopefully it doesn't hurt. But Brendan Fletcher, I kind of liked his Motocross uh, series, so I'm willing to check this out. But it is not the pick of the week. Uh, we have Once and Future, number three. It's now three of a six-issue miniseries. I'm not sure if it always was or not. From Boom Studios. Uh, this is written by Karen Gillan. Art by Dan Mora. Glorious art by Dan Mora. Uh, Gran and Duncan are in a race against time to get back to the other world. The sword and the stone awaits. And he who pulls the sword from the stone becomes king. Uh, it's a three ninety nine book. Now... The first issue blowed up, blowed up six printings, oh, selling selling well. Second issue doing very very well. But this is the third issue, so although this could be a pick of the week, it's definitely a contender. Um, it is not the pick of the week, but definitely something to read. Um, we have something is killing children number two. This is the FOC Bertram variant. Uh, written by James Tinian the fourth, who now is um, uh, going to be a Batman writer. Uh, art by Warther Del Der Derica on the interiors, and a cover by Ian Bertram. I enjoyed this first issue a lot. I made the F FOC variant my pick of the week for the first issue. Um, it went to 15 bucks or so. Plus, I haven't checked lately. Um, and now I'm making the second issue FOC variant my pick of the week. So spec pick of the week is something is killing children number two. Um, from newly crowned Batman writer James Tinian the fourth. So please check that out and uh, let us know what you thought of the solo cast. I'm curious if, is it better, worse, or about the same as the last time? Would you just rather I put a rerun episode up of uh, one of our past episodes or an old review show in its place? Would you rather we just take the week off? Um, or Or is this okay? Is this okay occasionally with Kyle's dozen or so vacations per year? Um, that I pop in and do a solo. Um, I'd love to hear what you have to say. And if, if it's scathing criticism, I can take it. I'm a big boy. Anyway, thank you guys all for listening. This has been Comics for Fun and Profit. See ya. <laughs>